Hi, welcome to CG Boss, your host, William Wanakata. Today, we're going to talk about CryEngine. Let's get started. So, have you used CryEngine? Or have you just only been using Unity and Unreal, the two big U's, right? Well, recently CryEngine came out with a little trailer uh, for CryEngine 5.6. That's the latest version in their game engine, right? Uh, CryEngine, I will go back a bit of history. I actually used it when they first, uh, what do you call it, announced CryEngine 5. Uh, at the time also, I think Lumberyard was trying to buy over the old source code and all things like that. But uh, yeah, I remember CryEngine 5 came out and I took a look at it. I tried it for a while and then I shut it off. I never looked at it again anymore. But the reason being was I didn't know how it worked, right? Uh, at that time, I think Unity and Unreal were already, this was I think around 2016, were like, uh, you know, very, 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 Unity was very popular and Unreal was catching up number two behind them, right? So CryEngine, coming from uh, its PC glory days, they did Crisis, which is still to this day, right? Crisis is one of the, it still looks very good, the Crisis 1, 2, 3. It was one of the most beautiful games still out there. No, yes, it's, it's uh, those typical action blockbuster game with aliens, soldiers, mercenaries, uh, you know, and you go on tropical islands, shoot stuff, and yeah, it's very simple gameplay. You know? That's what people, that's what the most critics say about it, but it was nevertheless very beautiful and still holds up today to, as compared to most uh, new uh, PS4, even Xbox One games. And I believe Cry, CryEngine actually gave a developer version for Crisis. Uh, sorry, like a modding, kind of like a modding tool. The, I think it's called the Sandbox Editor and all that. So you could mod your Crisis levels and all that. And with, I think CryEngine 3, or around when they were doing Rise, they, I think, revamped it to be like a pay, they, they launched it as a pay what you want model with CryEngine 5, I believe. Yeah, I'm a bit hazy on this thing because I never really follow CryEngine much. But they had this pay what you want model, but not many games adopted it because uh, number one, the game, the way you bring your assets into the game were kind of like you needed to have professional tools like Maya, 3D Studio Max, install their plugins, and what else, and then export it out into some weird CryEngine format. It's called the CGF format or something, and uh, hope it work. Yeah, because I think they have a way that they do the texture, texture tools, the texture reading or texture compiling or something like that. It's quite advanced stuff back in the day, but I think when Unity and Unreal came out, in fact, Unreal also did stuff like that. You know, they had their own Unreal Engine format and all that. But when Un- Unity came on the scene, everything was drag, drop, drop your FTX. That's it. Nothing to worry about. And that's why it was very popular Unity among the mobile developers. Um, uh, and CryEngine, I think, tried to... Well, CryEngine tried to do a few things. I look, they had this very archaic studio, professional studio grade workflow, which nobody understood. I mean, most people didn't understood how it worked. Uh, and then they did have some tutorials, I believe, on their website, but uh, I think it was dwarfed by the Unity. And then after Unreal started making their own tutorials and and finding, you know, they got they caught up with Unity. Unfortunately for CryEngine, they didn't catch up as much as they wanted to. 
I think due to the lack of people using it and no one made tutorials and that's, that's the end of it, right? But uh, with this new version, uh, CryEngine 5.6, I am very surprised to say, oh, this engine has really, really changed. Uh, uh, it has matured, I think, with ease of use. I think they were on this path to try to make it much easier to use. So they revamped some of the UI and UX for CryEngine 5.6 and I did try it out and uh, oh, I was surprised I could create my levels and everything because okay, one other thing because I used a bit of Lumberyard before so coming to CryEngine was pretty easy but if you use Unreal Engine, you know, you will find it, oh, you'll feel right home and uh, a lot of, CryEngine took a lot of inspiration from also the business model, they had a pay what you want model where now it's a royalty based uh, model where you you, uh, you earn money from your game, you pay them a 5% royalty or something like that, right? Similar as Unreal. So they revamped that site, a lot of things, you know. So I think they, they're kind of following the Unreal method or Unreal model of doing things. So uh, I think that's good for them, you know. And uh, yeah, they, there's a way for them to earn, earn back the money for them. And they'll be around. I hope I hope they'll be around. But nevertheless, CryEngine, when I tried it out, this is my, you know, I was like, oh, the UI was very slick, it was very cool. And surprisingly, this game engine, it's about only like two to two plus gigabytes, which is about the size of uh, of Unity, which is oh, that's that's amazing. Because even Unreal Engine is about like fifteen gigs, I think. And CryEngine also has the option to, I think the latest one they uh, they can use C Sharp, although I'm not sure how how it's implemented or how it works. Yeah, you can you can use C Sharp now and C plus plus. They also have uh, their own, I think, blueprint blueprint scripting language called Flowgraph. And you know many of the technologies that they use for creating like realistic characters and and uh, what else? 3D realistic 3D shading environments. Because that's it's that's what the beauty of CryEngine. It's a very beautiful engine. You know? So I was actually presently surprised that I could actually build the level run the level, you know, and there's templates to start with and understand. Now, no, now I will say that this is still not a beginner engine because I think you're better off working with something like Construct or Unity um, because those, those, like Unity has a little more gentler curve. Uh, CryEngine, if you, I think if you've done a little bit of programming before, like web development or something, uh, you'll find yourself right at home. And uh, they also have revamped up a lot of the, tu the tutorials now. So there's more tutorials on how to get started with CryEngine with the Flappy Bird. They have a Flappy Bird tutorial, uh, and you can make um, uh, what do you call it? A simple Flappy game based on the tutorial. And let's see how CryEngine works. If they have some templates, I think they use the Game SDK with together with uh, Flowgraph to create a simple level and how to create it from start to finish. So that's one very good uh, example. Um, but they still don't have as, as many tutorials as Unreal, I feel. Uh, that's something that they lack. But nevertheless, this engine is something that I may want to now get into because since it shares same, the same history, uh, not say history, I mean, it, it's similar to Lumberyard, or Lumberyard is similar, you know, it is the source, uh, and it has what we call the dynamic lighting that is in, inbuilt into the engine. So you have a day and night cycle that you can set up right off the box quite easily. You don't have to do any scripting for that. Um, the, you know, unlike Unreal Engine where you have to, I think, bake your lighting and all that. Um, 
and they also have removed the CGF format. I think quite long ago they have, so they have an FPX workflow. But they still say that if you want the best, whatever uh, models or something, you, still, you should use their CGF format. You know, which is their own custom model format where you export from Unreal, uh, from 3D Studio Max or Maya. And uh, yeah, that's the that's the way you get your models into the engine. Animation wise, animation tools I have not played around with it much, but it also it's very modular based from based on the documentation I'm reading. And uh, it's like you break up your skeletons, your skinning, your mesh, and then you recompile it from there. But yeah, so CryEngine, I, I, I feel that it, it has improved a lot in the UX part. You can, the workflow seems simpler, more like Unity, and you can, yeah. I think it's slightly more gentler to get into compared to I won't say it's as easy as Unreal but uh, it's still it's better than Lumberyard Lumberyard is like getting a project started was so difficult well as in CryEngine it's like oh I just you know they have a launcher now just like Unreal they have I mean, all along they had but they follow Unreal very closely so they have a launcher you start a project you download an engine you start a project boom you're in already I mean depending on your internet connection to download I'm surprised it's quite fast to get into the using one of the templates to start off with. Um, so yes, this is an engine that is now kind of you know making me think. Yeah, I know a bit of Unreal. I know Lumberyard. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. I the only downside of uh, CryEngine I feel is there's no iOS and Android support. Although I think that's coming. Maybe Android first. But if you want to make a PC, Xbox One, or PA Station 4 game, um, yeah, you can use it. And you know, if you have a very good spec'd out PC and you know how to make high-end graphics, this engine can really help you make those kinds of games. You know, like Crisis. Of course, I I think there's more skills, like art skills, you need. But uh, like, but the engine is much simpler to use. Now, the only difference between CryEngine and Unreal, I would still say, is that they still need to have you still need to learn a lot of coding. Uh, you know I use Visual Studio and uh, C++ or C Sharp now uh, which is kind of not bad if you can use C Sharp to do I guess do your scripting and gameplay but uh, they still haven't provided much tutorials on, on that area so uh, yeah you still need to, to be able to go to Visual Studio and compile your project uh, and the documentation on CryEngine Dot com there is uh, there's enough documentation to get you started unfortunately you have to read a lot of documentation because uh, the tutorials on their YouTube channel are quite high level stuff uh, so you won't, they won't get going to the nitty gritty this is where you press the buttons this is where you find the flow graph editor or the mannequin editor for your characters or, or how you do the material workflow yeah so you need to you need to understand those workflows but the good thing is the, the documentation has all the different workflows how to import characters import static meshes how to create the the what do you call it the proxy mesh for coll collision for your characters uh, and facial rigging a bit of facial so I, I find that the documentation is more complete in a sense it shows you how to to get from step A to step whatever C or D for game production which is um, like if you want to make something like rise there is some documentation in that area on how to how to do that
So that's one of the good things about Crown Ninjas. And I think that's an engine that I think has been taking quite a lot of beating. A lot of people complain about it in the back in the past because it's so hard to use. But when I took a look at some of the, the games that were produced, like Kingdom Come and uh, what's the other game? Wolfgen, is it by Umbra? I'm not, I'm not sure. It's like a Diablo-ish type game, you know. And you can do this kind of high-end, high-fidelity type graphics, which is quite impressive, you know. Uh, unfortunately, there's still not many examples of uh, CryEngine games. But uh, the only thing I'm, I I know that they they don't tout a, a lot is uh, the cloud connector services. I don't know how CryEngine will connect to, let's say, something like AWS or multiplayer games because I don't think that's its strength. Its strength is in making like offline single-player games like uh, like Rise, Son of Rome. Crisis. I, I know there's some multiplayer like network component, but I don't think those are touted much or, or you know put front and center for their features for CryEngine features. But um, the only reason I really really like to use CryEngine is because of the real-time lighting. You know, you get a you get all that for free, all set up for you without having to to kind of you know start all over again from scratch, right? Uh, yeah, so do check out CryEngine. I recommend this is something that uh, uh, you should, if you are using Unreal or Unity, you should this be another engine you can take a look at. I think it's uh, very, very. It, it has come a long way. Crytek, CryEngine, and Crytek. You know, there are a lot of problems in the past from when, when you read the news. Um, but uh, yeah, I say that this is something should be yeah considered. It can be engine to consider. You know, it's quite nicely packed up. Quite nicely packaged. All right, so yep, I'm not sure if you guys use CryEngine or if anyone uses CryEngine out there, but uh, do definitely check out this new version, 5.6. It's it's uh, it's really really good, and hopefully in the future they will be just as competitive. Or I don't know, and uh, yeah, I'm actually hoping there'll be a Crisis Four that comes out because I would love to see. Uh, Crytek do another one of these action games again. They're my favorites. Alright, so this is uh, one Nakata signing off from CG Boss. Uh, yeah, take care and do, if you like this podcast, do leave a tip or check out my website, williamtay.com. Alright, ciao, see you around.